0: Hello and welcome to episode 190 of the Enough Podcast. My name is Mike Curley and I am joined, as always, by my colleague and friend, Mr. Patrick Rowan. Hello, sir.
1: Hello, sir. 190.
0: 190 is a big number.
1: Ten more episodes to 200, man.
0: Ten to go. Still nothing to to do. (laughs)
1: that's okay if we don't come up with anything special. We won't. We'll just let it pass. Maybe we'll make some casual mention of, oh wow, this is great. 200. This is special. Terrific. Now let's move on.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, I'm starting to okay. get
0: a bit more like that with the other shows as they reach these milestones.
1: Yeah. It's just I like, mean, it's just not special anymore.
0: What do you, well, what do you do? Like, it's a, what, Forever, you keep coming up with different, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, I had the same problem with, you know, kind of follower milestones on minimal Mac and, you know, what what number was appropriate to go, oh, wow, this is a big number and I should celebrate this in some way. You know, know, turned out to be 100,000. I think I'm now up to like 105, maybe at 200,000 before the year's out. That would be amazing. It is weird. In any case, uh, I digress. I mean, all that means is that, like, people are watching my little blurbs occasionally pass by uh, the animated GIFs in the uh, dashboard. It's not like, you know, anyone's reading or anything.
0: I I sincerely (laughs) doubt that, but nevertheless. (laughs) So we've got a couple of interesting topics today. And uh, yeah, do do you want to start off with the first one?
1: Yeah. Well, so. I recently, um, uh, when I was on vacation, you know, was trying to, whenever possible, read through some of the Instapaper stuff, especially on the plane. You know, uh, my little girl, by the way, is an amazing traveler. She's not one of these kids who's like, you know. Bouncing all around the plane and crying and, you know, kicking seats or anything. No, she has never been like that. She sits there nicely and she, you know, will watch a movie or she'll play a game on the iPad or whatnot. And she'll be perfectly fine for the entire three hours. She'll just sit there and be an angel. She is a wonderful traveler. Really good in the car, too. Like, we can spend six, seven hours in the car. She'll be just fine. Oh, wow. I digress. So, in any case, um, so it was a great time, you know, three hours of uh, disconnected fun time uh, catching up on the Instapaper. Um, that's usually enough time for Bethany to read through an entire book. So I figured, hey, I can at least read three or four things in my Instapaper. And uh, I got through a nice chunk, but I realized that as nice as that little chunk was I got through, which is better than I normally get through, I noticed that as I was scrolling through to looking for okay, what do I want to read next? Because that's how I treat Instapaper. It's like a magazine where, like, I can kind of you know flip it open to any page and know that there's an interesting article that I want to read. Um, and uh, and that's the beauty of it. But that also is the thing that if you let these things sit long enough, you sometimes lose interest in what's there right like there's a lot of stuff in there like uh that i had collected during uh after steve jobs's death right about a year and a half ago now and yes i had things going back to 2000 well basically since the beginning since the paper came out in my (laughs) insta (laughs) paper like you know like 2009 or something like that and uh And uh, I don't know, as I was scrolling through, I started to realize that there was a ton of stuff that just, eh, it's just not relevant anymore. I'm just not interested in reading it anymore. Or, you know, gosh, I've read all there is to read about this subject, and I did that, like, around the time that it was happening, and now it's not. And so I just pulled the trigger. I literally had hundreds and hundreds of things in there, and I'm like, okay, yes, this might be a... You know, there might be no pressure here to ever read this stuff, and that's fine and whatnot, but then why why keep it around? Why waste Marco's valuable disk space keeping that stuff? and so <laughs> so uh, yeah, I decided basically anything October and earlier, I was just going to delete, just plain going to delete. And uh, and so I did. And for the stuff that remains. I've put a very strict. If I if I look at it once, I you know, if, if I'm like, OK, I'm going to read something in Paper, I open up Paper and I, you know, s- scroll through and. A article catches my mind or catches my eye, I will take one look at it, decide right then and there, I'm either going to read this right now or I'm deleting it. If it's something like, oh, I'm just not interested in this right now, I'm not going to play this game of I might be interested in the future. No, it's gone. (laughs) It's done. And so uh, what that has left me with is actually a very useful Insta paper, again, at least for me. It is once again a place where I can open it up and scroll through and know that anything that's you know worth the time is you know that everything in there is going to be worth my time. And if it's not, it doesn't belong there. And, and in the idea that it should be worth my time at any time. About the only constraint on that is one of the nice things about insta paper that I like is that Marco puts the little uh the little dots down underneath the the title to tell you basically how long of a thing it is so if, if I know I only have like you know ten or fifteen minutes to read something, it's very easy for me to go and choose the thing with three dots as opposed to ten dots. You know what I mean mm-hmm. yep um. And so, therefore, I don't penalize things based on length for that reason. In other words, it's not like, oh, this caught my eye, but it's 10 dots, and since I'm not going to read it right now, I'm going to delete it. That gets a pass if that if it's, if it's a question of time, i.e. if I just don't have the time to read a 3,000-word article right now. If I only have uh, the time to read a 500-word article, that's the one I'm going to choose. And finally, the other criteria I've put down for myself is this. I'm going to be a much more selective editor. I'm going to do everything I possibly can, especially for the foreseeable future while I'm working through the stuff I already have, which is still probably a good, I don't know, maybe 50 50 things. Um, so I'm going to keep kind of working through those. And while doing so, I'm going to be very selective about what I throw into Instapaper. And most importantly, I'm going to, if there is the opportunity to read it now, I'm going to read it now. If, if it's a 500 word piece and I can take three minutes to read it, I'm going to do it. I'm not just going to shove things willy-nilly into paper thinking that I'll eventually get to them later because what ends up happening is every night I've got, you know, I've got room for maybe one or two things. And I'm generally going to go read the one or two things that are right at the top and forget about the rest. And eventually it will be six months later and a year later and a year and a half later and three years later. And suddenly those things are no longer relevant or interesting. So then what's the point of having them in there? I will never read them. I, if I'm not going to read it within six months, I'm probably never going to read it.
0: What do you think about the other types of digital bankruptcies, like email and stuff like that?
1: I think there's something to that too. I actually have a, um, and this is actually part of my uh, part of my hosting. Um my hosting provider doesn't like uh things just sitting around in inboxes. They don't like uh people who, you know, have uh 3000 messages all on their inbox. And so what they uh what they do uh is and you can you can change this setting, but by default it's 30 days. So messages older than 30 days automatically get moved to a folder that they create when needed called old messages I don't think I like this carry on yeah you can change this setting but by default it's on and I believe it's 30 days or inbox uh, over 200 megabytes I think is what it is so if your inbox is over 200 megabytes or or a message is older than 30 days it will move things into this old messages folder by default and that is kind of what happens. I, look, if I haven't if I haven't replied to a message or done anything with it in 30 days, which rarely happens, but can has um, in the past, it, it goes in there, and at least I know where it is, so I don't have to go looking at it. I know that if I really want to get around to replying to those i go into the old messages folder most of the time what i do is is after a little while i'll go into that old messages folder and just move them into my archive basically perform the same thing but just move it to the folder it should be in because <laughs> i'm just saying look if i haven't processed that message in 30 days or replied to it i'm not going to now and as a matter of fact if i you know if if i um if i do reply to it over 30 days later uh, I mean I should say the reason I'm not going to is because then I have to write this whole mea culpa, but oh my gosh, I can't believe I damn, took this long to respond, and I'm so sorry and blah 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 blah, and quite frankly, I don't want to be ashamed, so I'd rather just not have to respond to it at all
0: <laughs> i'm I'm having a funny sort of relationship with email at the moment because I'm getting a lot more of it um mm. than I did before, and I'm getting a lot more requests for my time. Uh, mm. In certain things than I did before, or just responses, and these come through in in many ways and I try and at least respond to everything, and at yeah. the moment i 'm still able to do that, but it 's just that i 'm just allowing myself to be more free with how long it takes me to respond yeah, where before you know like sometimes I will be in my email. Or, you know, I'll just be sitting, you know, not really doing much, and an email will come through and I will respond to it straight away. Sometimes it might take two weeks. But I tend to read them all at least not too long after they come through. But sometimes I know that I'll just need to just store this for a later date. But I do keep sort of everything in my inbox, which is terrible. I also keep unread messages in my inbox. Oh, wow. Um, Really? If I know I need to do something with them. Sorry, read and unread messages in my inbox. If I know I need to do something with them, I will keep them in there.
1: That's so like I'm, I am uh, c- curious if you're willing to indulge me.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: How many messages do you have in your inbox? Oh, at the moment I have two. And th- and this is just your personal inbox. When we're talking about this, you're talking about your personal stuff. Because I would imagine... Knowing your work and where you work, you've got a whole nother level of yeah. I don't. There.
0: I don't look at that. I'm talking like seventy decibels and personal. And personal I have yeah. um, eight messages in my inbox, three are unread. That's nothing. No, it's not. It's not anything. I mean, I I tend to keep it around ten, like total, including read and unread. But yeah. I get I get a lot of email a day. But I'm pretty good at. At triaging it now, and sometimes I'm, you know, I just figure I just respond to it now, and I respond to things. I'm trying to be nice in my responses, but shorter, yeah, as well. And um, I use, I respond to most of my email on the iOS devices, and obviously you can't use text expander, but I use the um, text shortcuts that go okay. into iOS. I use those. Yeah. I also use those for Twitter too because I respond most tweets that i receive still um which is a, a lot more
1: i tell you the the little you know text shortcuts as it were in iOS i think are one of those features that people should use but people don't even really know is there or forget is there and don't use enough not saying i mean certainly as you said it's no text expander but gosh in a pinch in something like email or or in messages especially, it can be tremendously helpful, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, concerning a message that you sent me earlier, NP expands to no problem
0: <laughs> or yeah. no
1: prob. Yep. <laughs>
0: I, have, I have thank you. I say thank you a lot. Yeah. You know, little ones like that. Thanks for listening.
1: Yeah. yeah. That sort of stuff. Yeah, and uh, and it's it's those little short things that people think, "Oh, well this this isn't really helping that much. This isn't like taking that many strokes away, but that stuff adds up." I mean, we live a life with a finite amount of time. Why aren't you trying to save as much of it as possible? Because even seconds matter. And seconds turn into minutes. The minutes turn into hours, and pretty soon, over the course of a lifetime, you may have saved yourself—I don't know—days, weeks. And quite frankly, if you know someone told, were to come to me and say, uh, "You can either die today or die a week from now," guess which one I'm choosing. I'll gladly take that extra week back. Thank you. That's called the value of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so, yeah, anywhere you can save even seconds of it, you know, it's, it's, it is a resource that has more value than anything else in the universe. So why not? It's a bargain no matter how you spend it. You know what I mean? No matter how you cut it, it's still a bargain.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, well. So speaking of saving time, like, I don't know, setting up a website and whatnot, we should probably talk about our friends at Squarespace.
0: We probably should, Pat. We probably should. So this episode is, of course, brought to you by those fine folks over at Squarespace.com who give you absolutely everything you need to start a website, blog, uh, portfolio, a business site, and I'm going to talk to you about that in just a moment. So you know by now that Squarespace provides you with beautiful templates, a drag-and-drop layout engine which allows you to build pages in minutes and seconds even, Um, great structure, everything is integrated from designs, domains, hosting, 24-7 customer support, iOS apps, built-in statistics. But Squarespace have a new feature called Squarespace Commerce. It's brand new.
1: unbelievable by the way
0: (laughs) very incredible they're making it super super easy to start selling anything online they give you all the tools you need to fully integrate a store into your website they've partnered with stripe to uh, allow you to instantly start accepting payments as well you can start selling physical and digital goods immediately you just need to enable um squarespace commerce on any new or existing squarespace site have painless store management. They have inventory managers. You can process the orders of your customers. You can print packing slips, customize emails. You can have coupon codes and um, digital download codes, which you know so you can upload a file and sell it digitally, and it will give people like a a limited period of time where they can download the, from the code and all of these things. It's it's incredible. Um, you can set up multiple shipment methods. They have tax ruling stuff in there to keep that um, nice nice and clean you have widgets so like if you can say you want to have say you can set up a business and you want to sell something on one page and you have a blog and you have something else you have a home page you can set up a widget on your home page which shows the products that are available on the sale page it's incredible
1: like i mean i just want people to kind of understand this this is the sort of stuff that not only would you have to in the past pay hundreds of dollars to some third party provider for this stuff. But it wasn't integrated. You had to figure out how to integrate this stuff. It was a pain in the butt to set up. Um, especially if you were doing, you know, you're self-hosting and you're like trying to get the, the the shopping cart software integrated into your, you know, into your Word thing. I mean, no matter what you did, it was a pain in the butt. To have a to have a one Touch one click sort of solution that boom gives you all this stuff I mean really like i when when this came out, every geek I know on 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 the internet was like you know jaw dropped and and uh, at how amazing this was, <laughs> especially yep. for the price
0: so if you have something to sell or you think you could have something to sell. Um, you should check out Squarespace Commerce you can take a look at this and you you can sign up for a free trial with Squarespace and they have more information about Squarespace Commerce if you go to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels Squarespace plans start at $10 a month for their standard plan $20 a month for their unlimited plan if you sign up for one year up front you'll get 20% off if you sign up for two years up front you'll get 25% off there are additional fees and charges um, for Squarespace Commerce which you can find out on their website and if you use the code 70 decibels Bells two at the pricing information at checkout, you will get an additional ten percent off your first purchase. So go check out Squarespace, everything you need to make an amazing website,
1: or <laughs> and and sell stuff and the it rest too. exactly like it's. Oh my gosh! I was
0: just talking about this with Matthew like after after the spot and the spots are probably going to be a bit longer this week, but it's because I think it's really exciting. You know, I, well, I love these guys. but they are continuing to add to things like it's not like oh we made this this is what Matthew said it's not like they were like we've made this thing and then that's it like every week they're pushing out new features and this is a massive one like they are you know blowing the competition well out of the water and now starting to move into other markets as well
1: yeah well and and the thing and the thing is is that like I said None of this other stuff before was integrated. This was all stuff that, like, you had to use a third-party thing. And, I mean, even with, with the simplest solutions, it's like this plug-in that you put in or this extension that you enable or something like that, right? But it was always this thing outside of the thing that you were building your platform on. And so... It, it took it took you out of the out of the experience, and you know it, it maybe had some overlaid sort of shopping cart thing on top of your thing, or you had to if you wanted to customize look and feel, you had to go in and here's one more piece of HTML and CSS that you have to monkey around with that isn't even stuff you wrote. So what the heck? How the hell are you going to figure that out? And it's just yeah. So to have it like in a <laughs> Yeah, you know, all integrated as part of the package, and boom, this is built in. All you have to do is check this box, and you have it. Huge. Huge. See They're going to make a mint off this. I I hope so. I hope so. I hope oh, so. well. In so. any case. So uh, here's the other thing I wanted to talk about today, uh, besides how awesome that is. Ah. Um, uh, you okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I had a train of thought, and I literally just it left the station without me. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, what was our next topic?
0: Our next topic is about growing and keeping yes. a following. Yes,
1: yes, yes. So, uh, yeah, I get asked all the time. Wow, sorry, my brain just—I seriously just hadn't had an out-of-body experience there. <laughs> 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 um, so. I get asked probably at least two to three times a week from folks that are, you know, kind of trying to build their, their site, you know, their following, their readership, what have you. Um, kind of, if I have any tips and suggestions and tricks as to how to do it and, you know, how to keep them and things like that. Cause obviously I've, you know, a Minimal Mac has been successful beyond my wildest dreams, for sure. Um, PatrickRone.com um, has been steadily growing, uh, thanks to the fact that I'm actually showing up there now, too. Um, you know, I've got a few followers on the Twitter. I've got a few followers on the ADN. Um, I don't lose a lot of of people that I've noticed. I I really don't keep track of that all that much, but but I get this question a lot. And I always feel bad because I don't really. Um I think minimal max success has largely you know at least initial success was largely due to a confluence of topic and time. Right? that the topic happened to be growing in popularity. The, you know, the kind of overall topic, the the idea of, of simplicity and minimalism and that, that, that it was kind of growing as a topic, you know, sites like Zen habits were, you know, just beginning to, you know, start to, to start to explode. Life hacker was just beginning to kind of, you know, really gain its, actually it had been on for a while but you get what i'm saying these sorts of sites were be, in topic area was one that was drawing an increasing amount of attention and traffic that's not why i did it but it just so happened that when i started mine it was a niche that other people were interested in as well and it it kind of benefited from that but that's all fine and good. I mean, the fact is, is that most a lot of that topic has kind of died down. People have moved on to other things like watches, um, and uh, yeah, don't even get me started on the iWatch thing. Um, but uh, I think that there's a reason why my site is still a continuing to grow and b you know, minimal Mac that is, and com too, um, and b. Um, maintaining the folks that have been there from the beginning and it really just comes down to I write about things that I'm generally interested in passionate about things I think about things that 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 I can speak from honestly and I think that writing from a place of, of passion and honesty will resonate with enough people that those people will see fit to share it with others. And hopefully it will resonate with them and the process will continue and pay forward. I... I think the other thing that allows me to keep those people once they come is that I never stray from that. I'm always – I recognize that they by by visiting, they are placing in me a certain level of trust, that they have time and attention that is finite, that can be easily spent – in a million other places on the internet, but there's a reason why they're coming to my site, and I never, ever want to, want to betray that contract, i.e. that when they come to me, they're not going to get their time and attention wasted, basically. that I'm going to do my best to never break that trust with my readers and my followers and you know have there been times when I've faltered and haven't done as well as I could have oh sure I'm not perfect but I am conscious of it and I don't know. I think that's really the only tip and trick I have. If you're writing about things that other people are interested in and that touches them and that lands with them in a way that they feel compelled to share it with others, you can't help but be successful. Thoughts? Uh-huh. What about you, Michael? I mean, you've grown a podcast network from you know some nerdy little show that you had – like an occasional um, bearded guest on, to you know, I would argue one of if one of the three top podcast networks in the world.
0: You're a very kind gentleman, slightly biased, but kind. nonetheless. but it's
1: true. <laughs> so, I mean, seriously, there's Twit, there's Five by Five, and there's you.
0: I have. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I appreciate these words, thank you. I, I have one one tip which has sub tips. So my one tip is to indulge yourself in a regular listening to John Gruber and Merlin Mann's panel at South by Southwest in 2009, called "How to 149 Surprising Ways to Turbocharge Your Blog with Credibility." Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's a uh, a jokey title. Yeah, but this talk, I listened to it last night. Actually, Mm -hmm. Um, I listened to it frequently very frequently um but i saw uh, david sparks link to it on over at max barkey and he, as he said you know he believes let me i'm gonna find his his link and i'll put that in the show notes so, um i he says i've sent so many non-geek friends that is famous merlin man john gruber talk that i finally made a text expander snippet for the link which i think is hilarious <laughs> but um yeah, I listen I listen to it very frequently. Um simply because I think that it is a um a very interesting way to look at how to deal with these things, like how to, they basically that the, what they're talking about is how to find a following, keep a following, um how to and, and it's obses- obsession obsession times, times voice, sorry, is yeah. the that's like the 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 main thing behind it you know yeah
1: and uh, i want you to include a link there's been a long time since i since i listened to that talk so i should probably go back and do it mm-hmm. again i mean here's the thing part of my motivation for daily writing at patrickron.com is to grow a following there to to make i know that the only way that i'm going to be able to increase the readership of my work there is to show up every day with something tremendous.
0: So yeah, the, show, the showing up every day thing is something that I always say. But a couple mm-hmm. of my favorite things from the talk, so I tweeted one quote last night. This is from Merlin, who says, whatever your topic is, try to figure out how to be better at it than 80% of the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And one of the main things that they talk about is... Imagining your reader, so your perfect reader, imagining them Mm -hmm. and try and please them. And they also talk about something that you mentioned, which was timing. So um, Merlin was saying how there can never be another John Gruber Mm -hmm. because the stars aligned, which allowed John to be the right place at the right time. And he was able, you know, for all of his skills and talents, he also had timing. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and that 's extremely important, and I believe a lot in that too um, I feel like i I have been successful with what i've done i have a lot i feel that the uh, the next um, year is going to be my most successful year of any year that i 've been involved in podcasting and this technology industry that we are a part of mm-hmm. um and I think it 's simply because i 've been able to take advantage of certain things that have happened, you know, in, in the industry and I've been able to take advantage of different guests and timing things at the right time and etc. Mm-hmm. etc. Cetera, et cetera, that have allowed me to become respected by some and and as I've been able to grow an audience. And I think
1: Well but but here's here's another question for you. And that is how much of it do you think also was a lack of fear at punching above your weight.
0: Oh, totally. I do that every week.
1: Right? I.e. that you never you never sat back and thought, oh my gosh, I'd never be able to get Merlin Mann on the show. You know, mm-hmm. that you reached out and just plain out asked, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm sure that when, you know, uh, I've related this story a few times. so sorry if I'm boring people with it again, but y- you reached out to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: For with the bro show when i simply was asking for new podcasts to listen to and you were like uh you should listen to bro show <laughs>
0: <laughs> didn't say yeah I, I, if anybody like, doesn't know the story i i pretended to just be a listener of the show and told pat that he should listen to the show yes and, exactly then you linked to our show because you checked it out and you enjoyed what you heard and then we had you uh-huh. as a guest and then the rest is history
1: yeah, but then, but then you were like, "Hey, I'm glad you liked it. You want to be on?" <laughs> but I mean, but you get what I'm saying, right? I mean, uh, that take advantage
0: you, of things as they as they appear themselves, and don't be scared and things like that. You, you just got to, well, you just, got to bite the bullet, but you've got to do it. See, it's a funny thing that you've got to You've got to balance that. You can't be too brash and in people's faces. You have to. Do it with charm, yeah.
1: Well, and and you have to, I think, in a lot of ways, you have to wait for the opportunity to uh to come up, um, like you said. But the other thing, too, is that you you have to ask in a way that is not um that's not pushy and expect to hear the word no. Mm-hmm. And if you do hear the word no, don't be afraid to ask again some other time, but not right away, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like so for instance if you if you would have come to me and said oh I'm glad you like the show do you want to be on sometime and I'd be like oh I don't know I don't have the time or you know ah, nah not right now or, or geez I appreciate your asking but I you know uh, but uh, I'm more important than your little podcast um, <laughs> which I never would have said but I mean you get what I'm saying right have. I can imagine Gruber saying that uh, he just doesn't respond he, yeah, yeah, he just doesn't respond. <laughs> but um, by the way, John R- Gruber's perfect reader is himself. Uh, I don't want to make any spoilers when you so listen funny. to the little episode there. But that—that that is the truth. That's what he says. In any case, um, <clears throat> um, the uh, but you—you you know what I'm saying, right? You—you you would have sat back, taken my no, not been deterred by it soldiered on, continued to make the best podcast you could, and waited for the next opportunity to arise.
0: Yeah, which I've done a bunch of times. I have asked John Syracuse to be on the show a bunch of times, and it's never been the right time for him And yeah. hopefully potentially very soon. Um, it, these things just happen, and you, know, you, you kind of have to try and not take them personally and understand that people have demands on their time, Um, or it just they feel that it might not be the right thing for them right now but you keep working at it and if it's meant to be then it will be
1: yeah and you know I think finally if I have anything else to say is that don't be so concerned with it I mean it, it sounds silly but I think the most important thing that people can do especially if if you're a writer is to just show up and write and don't worry so much about who's reading or not reading or whatever. The the goal here is to is to show up and improve yourself as a writer. Um to get past the fear. I mean, here's the thing. And I, I wrote about this, actually, um, in, uh, on patreon.com, called The Fear. But basically, the the, the upside of, of this is that all of those fears that kept me from writing every day, I still have. The difference is, I face them. I face them, and I do it anyway. You know, the fear that no one's reading, the fear that I'm going to fail, I'm going to forget one day to to post something that day and then I would have broken the chain and then that will be all over. And then if I can miss one, I guess I can miss two or three or four or five, you know, or what have you. And then there's the fear that like, you know, I'm going to, waste people's time, that I'm going to post something that no one cares about, or that's only important to me, that, um, that eventually people are just going to stop coming. They're going to get tired of hearing from me. Who wants to read what I have to say every day, even if it's only 100 or 200 words? Um, you know what I mean? I mean, all of these fears I face every single day, every single day. And I face those fears whether I had one person reading or 100,000 people reading. I still face that fear. I still have the fear and I the difference is is that I do it anyway. And that's really the only thing that separates me from those that don't. From those that succumb to it. So if anything else, get over the fear. Just go out there and do it and don't worry about who's reading it. Don't worry about billion followings. Take take instead. Any opportunities that come your way, find ways that you can create them, find ways that you can share, but most importantly, write from a place of honesty with a goal of trust. Obsession times voice is basically what it comes down to.
0: Yeah, I I implore people to go listen to that. Even if they've heard it before and they're looking at starting something of their own, it's definitely a good place to start. Um, Agreed. I welcome any questions people have. Maybe we could address this again. We've listened to feedback. If you know, if people want to hear about it, and they can get in touch with us.
1: Oh, that would be great. Because I'm sure that there's stuff that I haven't even addressed, and certainly I'm kind of going off of an amalgamation of questions that basically all boil down to the same question, which is you know, how do I do it too?
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. Because I mean, I, I've spoken a bunch about this, but it's something that I think about a lot is that people just want to. You know, there's so many people that want to be successful online, you know. There's so many people that want to, to do this stuff and, you know, have a job that means that they can build their website or whatever. Um, and I guess you've got to stand out, especially now more than ever, and I'm not saying I've got the answers, but I can definitely tell you, if you ask me a question, I can tell you what I've done. Yeah. Whether you think that's useful or not.
1: Well, so, uh, just a real side thing before we go. Um what uh, oftentimes I see these opportunities just sitting out there, just like waiting for somebody. And I'm surprised that no one jumps on them, like absolutely surprised. Um, there's one I'm going to share here that um, that I've already kind of told someone they should jump on. Uh, and so I don't want to kind of give it all away. But basically it's a topic that I think starting to write about to to make note of to start to curate as it were around um what love or hate that word um that i think is like ripe for it just like this is the time the time is right now because this this area this kind of niche is about to explode absolutely explode that it's rumbling right now but the the lid's going to blow right off of it within a year and anyone who's writing about it now. And this is a subject that this person had written about before. He's, you know, one of my online internet friends, and I've seen him, and he's written about this subject. And I sat for a good month and a half, easily, and checked the kind of uh, basically obvious name for this, uh, for this subject, in all of this very, you know, .com, .net, .org, .org. I'm sitting there, I'm looking, I'm looking, it's available, it's available, it's available, it's available, it's available. Finally, I, I, when I was in Disney, I checked, and, it was, and I finally shot him an email and said, why haven't you registered this yet, and why don't I see a blog with you writing about this stuff yet? Because you've already written about it, and it's obvious, and this is, this is something, this is your minimal Mac moment. This is it, and you're losing it. <laughs> like i i actually got kind of angry at him for not even seeing it <laughs> right and i guess my point is everybody's got a minimal mac moment you just haven't seen it yet or maybe you have and you completely overlooked it you completely missed it and you don't even know you're overlooking it you don't even know you've missed it so take a look around there's plenty of stuff out there that plenty of ideas and new things coming along that people are just not exploring that are right for it
0: so go to 70decibels.com forward slash contact Um, you can email us that way and you know if you've got anything that you want us to maybe talk about on a future episode in regards to this would be very interesting if you have any questions you're trying to break out online and you've got a burning question you'd like to talk you know like to ask or obviously on the social media networks um, Patrick is P-A-T-R-I-C-K-R-H-O-N-E on app.net which is the best place for him I am iMike I-M-Y-K-E you can reach me on either one whatever you feel is best
1: yeah you can you can get me on Twitter too I'll respond to stuff there too yeah, it's again. best I mean I know you
0: you prefer app.net so maybe yeah, I, I do know. prefer it Yeah. so do that and uh, we will hopefully I would like to talk more about this I like talking about this stuff agreed I, I agreed. like to try and if I have you know I don't I like to try try and be humble with it but if i have en if i have any knowledge on this stuff that might help someone i want to give it to them
1: oh totally i mean cuz here's the thing this makes a better internet for me
0: yeah oh definitely
1: Definitely. Like helping people to to get through and break through this stuff and to, to write about interesting things and to yeah, this makes a better internet for me. So this is why I love doing it, why I love sharing these ideas as they come, why I like encouraging others that to do them is because because this is how I make an internet that I wanna visit.
0: Yeah. I mean people have always been so kind to me. Um mm-hmm. I wanna I wanna, you know. Ditto share the wealth. Yeah. Okay, so thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. Well, and to you. you, I mean, you you didn't listen, but you you were here. But thank you, Pat, as always.
1: All right. Thank you. (laughs) And we'll chat later. We
0: will. Cheers.
1: Cheers.